Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. And hello and welcome to the First Circuit Podcast, episode 160. Last time we talked about a bit more broad things and... Uh, it was not that upbeat as it usually is, but this week we're going to be way more positive and we're going to be talking about all the more current things concerning Aquarium Online and Macquarie 5. Your hosts today include Altbop. Hi. Bider. I want to go through some really tedious patch notes. Yeah, and myself, Intrusary, and I'm excited for patch notes. Not really, but let's get started with the first topic that we have for today, which, okay, sorry, uh, which are the November patch notes. Uh, obviously, the big, big item thing is the delivery of the annual rewards program that we're having this, this year. And I just got to say, I love the paint job. I'm so happy they took the paint job from the picture, and I think it's beautiful. What do you guys think? Isn't this a paint job that they gave out during Metcon or something? No, actually, that was a yeah. that was a fractal pattern. I, I thought I saw this paint job like somewhere. Not I sure. I don't care, even if it's a reused one. It's so pretty. The blue. It doesn't gold. ring any bells. Um, it 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 looks okay. Um, it, it's a bit. Uh, you know, the vibrant blue obviously stands out, but the question is how the, that blue looks when you recolor it because that is the biggest part of the mech's color scheme. And I'm, I'm, I, they stand out when you have a stock image like this, but I don't, I don't actually want to walk around as a big giant ultramarine or anything like that. You don't? No. <laughs> okay, do we want to take a quick look at the uh, stats for these mechs, which have been published now? Mm -hmm. We were speculating about it last time. Now we have the actual stats and... I don't know PGI, but uh, your Mac packs have better readability for their stuff. This is not great, but yeah, the Mac packs good. usually. This is yeah. somewhat what they've done in the past as well for I think um, other loyalty rewards. I mean, at least they actually gave us the stats a bit before. Yeah, you know, we, qualifying. We it, which is cool. All right, so let's get started with the Urban Mac R80. Um, it's gonna have the standard 60 engine, so uh, that's a top speed of 32 kbh. It's gonna have jump jets, it's gonna have ECM. Um, and weapon wise, let's double check Snubnose PPC tech. I believe it's accurate to what we predicted last time with the Beagle Active Probe and ECM as the main features of the mech. Beagle Active Probe, of course, you can just put in any mech. So, you know, it's, it's the same engine cap, same jump jet cap as most Erbies, I think. Um, five energy hard points in total. Not as much as like the K9, but five MPL is still pretty good, and you have the ECM. Um, yep. The right arm has three of your energy, so you know sixty percent of your firepower is located in one arm, and you know, it's like having their arms being shot off. Um, there's fourteen armor protecting that arm, but it's probably going to be a, a little bit of a big energy brick. So, you know. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, but you know, it's just typical Irby things. They usually have weapons in the arms, and those arms get shot off. That's the hilarity of being an Irby. And you have one backup torso uh, energy just, you know, after your arms get shot off. Um, Quirk-wise, it's fine. Um, nothing really much actually to help its damage output necessarily, though then again, 5 MPL, pretty strong. 
It's an, and it's got PPC, family quirks, if you want to take some PPCs on an Erby, which does help its build diversity, I think. Um, I'm actually a little curious about um, exactly how it plays out when you have 10% ECM target sensor range reduction as an actual baseline quirk. This is because I haven't, there's no mechs that actually have this, at least as a base quirk. What this means is like ECM normally when you use full skill tree, it's what, it reduces uh, sensor range to 25%. This Erby will, you only have 15% sensor range against it. So for every 1,000 sensor range, you, you can only sense the Erby 150 meters within, you know, so you have to be really close. That's, that's making it a really sneaky Erby. You might not even need stealth. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and then like the, the there's this small zone between where you can see the mech and before you get completely jammed, so like there's this little streak zone. This herb is going to be hard to streak. Yeah, which is again interesting. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the herb. I'm definitely going to be playing it. Uh, I don't really like lasers, but still, it's an herb. I'm obviously yeah, I... going to play it. Yeah, I, I personally, yeah, as far as lock-ons go, I'm not a fan of the extra ECM sensor reduction thing. There's already enough ECM in the game. We're adding more ECM with these two extra mechs and stuff, and making the ACM even stronger is an extra kick in the balls of lock-on mechs. Yeah. I do want to say, though, I actually spent money on MechWarrior Online for the first time in a long while to get this Erby, so I'm mm -hmm. definitely excited. Yeah, playing it should be fun. And who plays lock-ons anyway, anymore? Any, you know, city billy. <laughs> Oh, that wound is way too fresh. Don't don't get me started, but let's jump over to the Viper F, which is one of the mechs that I was most excited for, and god damn it, this is awful to eat. Um, it's gonna right, be... Um, basic point is CT energy, so you might not have so much uh, CT armor, but <clears> um, you do have four ballistics in each arm. This means, as I had speculated, you can take four in each arm, for ballistics and two in each side torso and like a CT flamer and be a really potent viper. <laughs> this thing could be an absolute nuisance. Yeah, though, of course, if you mix hard points, you lose the 100% extra heavy machine gun ammo, which might make a difference on the viper. I know the viper, if you go with too many machine guns, is kind of weight constrained, but still. Yeah, it's um, it, all types of machine gun ammo. I do like that. You don't have to use M HMG. Yeah. The HMG is obviously the most prominent reason you would want yeah. that ammo. Well, to be fair, light machine guns also have a place. Just to tickle them from a long range and make all those heavy mechs turn around. I'm like, God damn it, where, where is he now? <laughs> like, um, what's it? It's, oh, because it's eight, 12 light machine guns and it's 12 times 0 0.7. Like, that's, a, that's a half decent DPS from range um you, you know if, if you and and in this patch they're also tightening the spread of light machine guns so if in this poking meta you have enough time to spray at someone with light machine guns well uh, yeah they could actually be quite squarey but uh yeah machine guns for the most tonnage efficient kind of and hmgs for that raw dps up close but yeah th this is some great pouncing on enemy opportunities <clears throat> the, the viper has always sort of been constricted with its sort of you have to half mix energy, half mix ballistics, because you couldn't fully specialize in either, and this allows you to fully specialize in ballistics. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty potent addition to Vipers. Yeah, it's basically a oversized power engine at this point if you do it right, and yeah. it's gonna have the same shortfalls. Its armor quirks are obviously not that big. Uh, it's overall its defensive quirks aren't amazing. It's still a Viper. It's gonna fall apart if someone looks at you for too long. But I'm 
expecting this mech to be really fun. Though sadly, I'm only going to be getting it once we get it for Seabolts. So I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, you, you play it just like, you know, those MG lights. It's, you don't want to get hit, but you have a really good punch. <laughs> yeah, it should be a find good that, mech in the right hand. Find and burn out its back torso. That's what to do with these. Yeah. Moving on, uh, the mech that I think is probably going to be the most interesting one, the Atlas K3 with three dominance. <clears throat> and ECM, I guess, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So max engine rating 400. Going to be a speedy boy with jump shots, ECM. Yeah, um, the max engine rating was a bit funny actually, just in the sense um, that's supposed to be a unique feature of the boar's head. This one is double dipping into boar's head and um, the was it DDC. the DDC? Yeah, the ECM and it, it's just it's the Atlas that wants to take all the cookies. All, all the unique cookies. It just needs mask, and then it's like, ha-ha, I've got all the uniqueness. E even the spirit bear is not safe from me. <laughs> uh, hard point-wise, um, two energy in each arm, so a total of four energy. That's fine enough, though. Um, you know, you could do stuff like four larges, four MPLs, four medium lasers, you know, stuff to back up your uh, one missile, so only like MRM-40, if you're ever going to take something like that. Maybe LRM-20, but ugh. And two ballistics in the other torso. Which, yeah, yeah, fairly standard Atlas stuff. Yeah, that's kind of a disappointment for me with the only one missile uh, on the Atlas, especially Speedy Atlas. I liked back in the day to do like AC20 and a bunch of SRMs. This mech's gonna be running MRMs most likely because, again, more tonnage for a single slot, but. Oh, well, I... So, yeah, I do like, I mean, the thing is the DDC, it's only claims of fame as, yeah, ECM with SRM 18 and the AC 20. If this could also do SRM 18, then there really isn't much place for the DDC. Fair. Yeah, we've talked about last episode with uh, new variants kind of taking over from all the other variants, and yep, I can't see the point. And of course, quirks for the S are fairly standard for the most part. Bunch of armor quirks, uh, more defensive quirks, and jump jet quirks, which on an Atlas, I, I, I love it. Yeah, I, I do like having uh, like 40% extra thrust initially is really good for a mech that might want to be kind of more of a brawler. Um, it's, it's also such a tall mech where you have to fire from the hip that just getting it up and over that cover is really important. So giving it a strong 40% extra initial thrust is right on the money, I think, for kind of uh, what you want the mech to do if it ever wants to actually take those jump jets. I don't think like three jump jets at, um, at 100 tons is that sh strong, but honestly, I haven't. I don't use the jump jets on like Direwolf that much. Um, and they were quirked to be, you know, the way they reworked them was that they were good at climbing buildings rather than being able to jump very quickly. But uh, yeah, uh, and yeah, 15% missile cooldown on that single missile hardpoint will help it, you know, that big single MRM keep up with whatever DACA loadout or you have with the, with the rest of the mech. Seems fine. Yep. Fairly so, bulk standard. Yep. November patch, getting free new mech variants for the loyalty program. If you supported the game in some way throughout the past year, you're going to get at least something. Any closing thoughts on the rewards program, Bob? Yes. When the people ask for any thoughts, that's more than just <laughs> a yes or a no answer. 
Are you getting any of the rewards, Bob? <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting something. Uh, I think it's just the. Um, I think it's Irby. I'm not sure. I'll just, I'll double check on that. Uh, I haven't checked on it for about a month, so that don't really know. But uh, when, uh, when's the window close? Is there still time? Uh... No. I don't <clears> yeah, I, this podcast, the time is going to be closed. Yeah, so if you buy MC, you can for next year's rewards program. I mean, it, it's cool. You know, basically, they always do this like every year. Um, the the Atlas is an interesting concept. The Irby is an interesting concept. I don't see it being used like that. I, I still think the K9 is more of a, a better fit than all the rest of them, basically, because, I mean, ECM and BAP and Guardium on, on, a, on a light mech like that, you're wasting a lot of... Uh, Basically. Just, just just take out the BAP. It's just a piece of equipment, like a whole bunch yeah. of stock things, you know. Um, um, I think in quick play, ECM can be pretty valuable, you know. Oh, yeah. You're, you're yeah. trying to get close to the enemy or uh, trying to snipe at range. It, just that extra time for ra random players to f find you really helps out. So Yeah, the ECM yeah. Does, does actually help. It's just the other two. I'm like, yeah. But, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's all good. All good there. I'm 100% excited. 100% excited about this. It's like it's exciting right. times. I'm, I'm looking here. forward to yeah. Get that atlas. You you mount like three snub noses, two uh, like um like an LB20, and you jump snipe with it or something. Or yeah. a gorse rifle. Yeah. This goes heat with gorse rifle. But point is, hey, for this meta, you want you want it to jump snipe. That would be funny. Just haha! I'm an atlas and I can jump snipe too. Or I can you know I can peek, I can poke and snipe like all the all the big boys out. There. I mean, I like that concept. Don't get me wrong. That's actually pretty funny. Uh, you know, seeing a, a atlas jump like that. Standard 400 engine with, yeah. uh, with SRMs, small lasers, I don't know. Oh dear. Hey, on the plus side, it's going to be better fitting to the macro 5 marketing material we've complained about. Yeah, yeah I know. This is more of a fast and punchy Dude. mech, and yeah, like, now we have an Atlas that's reasonably fast and more. And it just God. needs an AC-20 in the arm now, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, from the, Shall uh... we move on? Uh, okay. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, we have uh minor weapon adjustments the uh, machine guns are getting slightly buffed overall mm -hmm. the is light machine guns the clan light machine guns and the clan heavy machine guns spread damage and for the heavy machine guns a bit of range which yeah it's a nice. little bit of heat like reduction, a teeny little heat or heat reduction for the PPC. These tiny little fine-tuned things, you know, put very very much at the top. You know, these are the things that make you want to come back and play the game. Like your heavy PPC mech, it's slightly cooler. Ooh. I mean, I think the only thing that I would I'm excited about this industry light machine gun thing because I think I use my uh, my uh, blackjack. Uh, with the six machine yep. guns, yeah, that's about it. Uh, really. Yep. Well, that one is getting well, that and the viper and stuff. They are getting uh, touch up on. But, I mean, not enough to come back, but still, that's what would excite me, though. Yeah, effectively, the the arrow can now um, focus critting on one component slightly better than it could before. Yeah. Which, hey, yeah. it's nice. Then, uh, quirks-wise, we've already talked about the uh, quirks for the reward max. Um, there have also been some minor other adjustments. I think, as usual, we're not really going to go too much into detail. If you're interested, check out the page note pages. For you guys, anything that stands out? Well, standing out in the you know huge list of things is a tricky thing because it really depends, of course, what makes you like to play. Like you know, uh, Bob was talking about his blackjack, the one with all the machine guns. That is getting like twenty percent machine gun range. That's 
that's kind of convenient. Yeah. A ten percent extra laser cooldown. So you know, if you like got um, uh, three large lasers or something like that, you fire them slightly faster. That's kind of neat. And its survivability is being improved. So it'll be you know it'll be able to engage in longer you know more trades and use its machine guns more because it's tankier. Those are all nice. Yep. You know, simple improvements. Yeah. I'm gonna second that one as a standout to me because the arrow is my favorite in MacBoy Online and yeah, it's gone slightly better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you don't want to necessarily give it things like machine gun rate of fire because it has six machine guns and that can very yeah. quickly become a very powerful <laughs> amount of DPS. Yeah. So yeah, instead you give it more sustain, give it more range, and just just help it uh, help it out in getting those machine guns uh, getting used. Uh, one thing is at least a little bit with the, that blackjack is I kind of wish it had a little bit of machine gun ammo, just my personal preference, just because yeah. um, I usually build it primarily as a laser boat because you spend most of your time poking and prodding with it, just like any other mech, you know, with just the energy hard points. And the machine guns you only use later on when the components are open. So therefore, I usually skimp a lot on the machine gun ammo. <laughs> uh, less for me, those <clears throat> six light machine guns are meant to open up mechs. Yeah, I mean, they do more damage and have less spread, so uh, maybe I want to do that, but I still usually just want to get that, you know, triple large pulse, boom, 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 and, and then go, go into cover. Use triple large pulses on it? So I think I did at hmm. some point, you have to make a lot of sacrifices. Yeah, uh, yeah. Double large pulse and like a medium laser can be done. Yeah, actually, I think you use a double large, a, a, a one large, large pulse. One large pulse, two medium, six light machine guns. Yeah, that's what yeah. we've been running for the longest the, the, time. The, the, I think that's one I use. I don't know. I'll do a double check. But it's my favorite mech. It's one of my favorite mechs to use. Just, just, fun to, just fun to use. You know, like, even though I get my ass kicked most of the time, it's fun. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, whole more list of quirk changes. Uh, we've been talking about the Grand Dragon last episode. That one's getting some extra quirks. Uh, the Hellbringer, I'm a teeny bit concerned about because that's been one of the best Laser Vomit, uh, Poker Wonder Corner, Alpha Strike, or Beggar Wonder Corner Max. It's getting, thankfully, not that many quirks, so it's not as bad as I was afraid it I do, would be. I do like it's getting large sort of set of eight quirks, because obviously a lot of those sets of eight are, have almost no reason for being run right now, because they offer, I think, like just the XP boost. Though obviously, yeah. if you're taking stock Omnipod, the the loadout is usually really silly <laughs> so you you should really get a good a much better reward than what you're getting currently i get a question though why does the, the direwolf have 10 percent range on the left torso because has... the w yeah. oh i forget is that one like that has uh, very few hard points on it uh, i do not remember hard point for hard point what makes that why would magic like be used on the left torso to make it 10 percent more I'm trying to understand. Well, this is a balanced decision, of course. So the W's left torso has a single missile hardpoint. Um, I mean, why don't they say, like, you know, missile hardpoint plus 10% range? It's, just left no, torso. it's more of a, it's a hard, it's a omnipod that no one ever really uses because mm -hmm. you build a direwolf not really for that one missile slot. Uh, you usually want your side torsos to be something like energy or extra ballistics from the Ultra Violet. You, you, so you can take, yeah, you can take two missiles in the left torso. You can also take or one missile and two energy. There's other Omnipods out there which have more options. So oh, okay. why take a, a, an Omnipod which has less hard points on it? Okay. I thought yeah, it was so just is... magic. 
that's an interesting example for balancing clan mix. You don't have to just balance the clan variants against each other like Rufias. You have to balance the individual omnipods against each other. Which, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, at some point, we want to balance the legs out to make sure that you have incentives to take different legs, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. One thing um, a mech I'm quite fond of, so to, so to speak, is the uh, cataphract. And an interesting decision they've done, which sort of makes some sense, is at least um, the sign torso that has the ballistic they have made tankier, and CTs usually, but otherwise the changes are fairly minimal, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Some are doing quite well in quirkwise, but a lot are just, <clears throat> you know, just getting a bit tankier. I think cataphracts can be actually quite strong, and I actually do think they're quite good mechs. It's just in quick play, you don't usually see that much of the cataphract because of its low mounts and everything. And well, durability is indeed what it primarily needs to, you know, get into that position. Well, lore-wise, the cataphract was a beast, basically. Um, just you saw one of those in the field, you just you you crap your pants, you know, when that starts coming towards. Yeah. Uh, one extra thing I, I really do like actually on the cataphract front, the cataphract 2x, the left arm armor is finally being increased. Um, on that mech, it, it was one of the few mechs I took that had a somewhat viable bracket build, at least back in the day, um, that you, you had different weapons for different occasions and all of them overlapped when you got close enough. And it had strong quirks to help it with side peak and stuff. But the left arm basically had two missile and it, 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 the, those two SRM sixes became quite big and meant that whenever I torso twisted to shield, the left arm would often get blown off, which means I lost a lot of my brawling firepower which absolutely sucked when I was playing the 2X. Now that that, that arm is getting a huge hefty survival boost, uh, the mech just overall will have a much better time you know, doing what it wants to do. Yeah. All right, so a bunch of changes, uh, quirks. Uh, go take a look at the uh, change logs if you want to go into detail. And I do think this kind of stresses the point we brought up last episode that not every change we've been getting in Macron is bad. It's just no, it's not, of course not. And it's, I think it's, overall, um, we've been seeing a lot of good this patch. There's a lot of kinks that have been ironed out, but also that mindset of ironing out kinks has also led to them pushing for a certain philosophy behind the game, and that isn't fully in line with what I find fun. Uh, you know, and there's issues here and there. Blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen our last episode, we highly recommend checking it out to have our full thoughts on the whole fun balance for future thing. So, you just need to thing. fix Alpine Peaks. Just fix Alpine Peaks. Yeah. Stop ruining the good maps. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, one one fun thing that I want to bring up from the patch notes, though. Uh, they put a link to Hellbore Springs in here for the December patch, which is going to be the new quick play oh, okay. map. Um, and I clicked and was like, oh, are we getting more info on the map? And they linked to the uh, Macquarie Online wiki, which hasn't been seeing much attention at all. So uh, them linking to the wiki. And wow. this map list actually being updated, like Hellbow Springs, we can see it's a medium-sized map, 19 degrees Celsius, so like and cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Maybe we'll okay. see the wiki more in the future. I'm I'm hoping. It'd be nice if the they update that. Yeah. Pretty good resource if they updated it. True. That's been yeah. on on the list of everyone's like, please fix for for decades. Not yeah. decades, but. It's one of the many things that you could do to improve the game, yeah. <laughs> as usual. 
Right now it says only just invasion. It, like invasion, like above Grim Portico, is a faction warfare, isn't it? Um, and that's in oh Hellborn Springs. Yeah, Hellborn Springs was part of the uh, faction warfare. Oh, it's based on Hellborn Springs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, now yeah. I got it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, next we have uh, what uh, the Evan Jaguar. Like, love this. Yep. One. Everyone talks about it on Twitter. Even Jaguar B, uh, which is one of the better X for the, the B. At least I remember seeing the B a whole lot back when Jaguar was really popular. And you can get one for free for the next, at the time of release, 20 days. So plenty of time to qualify for another free mech. Yep, Evan Jaguar B has lots of energy hard points. That's exactly what you need in this kind of meta. So, yeah. Yep, as always, it's it's a free mech event. It's pretty good. One of the easier or earlier things to get is the seven days of premium time to help you along earning all the other things. And you get some decals, some MC, some colors. Ultimately, you get the mech. Yep. And... It's all the usual generic stuff um, that is not too, you know, egregious. But uh, yeah, you, you at least get plenty of goodies and you do get the mech. So it's the usual things to look forward to any month. <laughs> yep. I like it a lot. Yeah, not too bad. Anything to add, Bob? You were quite critical of the events last episode. Um, Yeah, it's standard. Basically, like everyone likes these kind of things, which is, you know, like, which is good. I think uh, we talked about it you know, on the last episode and all the past episodes is um, this is a great way to bring new people into the game. And one of the things that I always adhere to PGI is that they pretty much give you stuff. Basically, MC, money, mechs, you know, basically. So, you know, you really, one of the better games out there that you don't have to uh, um, uh, spend, yeah. you don't have to spend money, but do spend money if, in case you like the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's one of the things they just give you stuff. Here, have some candy. It's like Christmas time, you know, you know that kind of thing. I, I think uh, new mechs like this, it's great for new players. For me, of course, oh, yeah. I already have an Ebon Jag. I think some people who like Ebon Jags probably have plenty yeah. of Ebon Jags. And so, therefore, it's not necessarily an incentive for your you know, people who have actually played the game a fair amount to come back. And that's somewhat the issue we're talking about, just that it isn't... It, it's good, but it, it's... Um, it's not for everyone, and you know, we could we could make life much more interesting. Though I bet Matt is doing a lot already. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Knowing Matt, he probably has a couple of fun and interesting things cooked up for the next few months. Uh, and yeah, I mean, December is coming around. Uh, December, I believe, is usually a loot back event. Yeah, and for Christmas. So. Yeah, we just had the Thanksgiving one, right? A st uh, stocking stuffer, uh, isn't it? I think it's called the yeah. Christmas event. Yeah. It's probably, uh, what, 25 days of Christmas, though. Something like that. They'll, they'll probably do it. And the stocking stuffer. Did that, I think they did it, like, last year, 25 days. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's usually a whole month for, yeah, the loot bag events. Right. And then we have one, one final news brackets for MacWare Online, which is just a quick note. Uh, the <clears throat> MacWare Online Code of Contact is getting updated. No word just yet. Uh, what exactly the new wording is gonna have? I'll be completely honest. I've I have no idea what's in the code of conduct. I know I read it at some point because it was relevant to some to a conversation I had on forward, but I completely forgot anything. So, well, you know, yeah. it just needs one line. Don't be a dick. Basically, that might be like the code of conduct thing. One line. That is all you need. the most important thing. Yeah, 
but uh, yeah, in this particular um, case, they're gonna be looking at the language and making sure it's inclusive for pilot names, team names, um, redefining some forum rules. Yep, sounds good. Clarification yep. on chat spamming also sounds good. And yep. Point yep. being, of course, MWO, it's been around for a while. When it came first came out, you know, people weren't thinking about a lot of current political issues. And well, you need to update things for the times. And so that's what they're going to work on. Yeah. Very much. Cool. All right. And then moving on, uh, we have a couple of macOS 5 news items. Um, first up, let me zoom in for you guys watching on YouTube so you can read along. Uh, MacWare 5 is getting another, is it hotfix? Hotfix, uh, yeah. It's just a patch. Uh, the with patch. a hotfix, it works. Yeah. And the patch is basically a hotfix, a bunch of fixes. Nothing new and exciting, really. Just a bunch of fixes for issues the game have had. Yeah. Uh, I think of note, at least, what I grabbed my attention, of course, it starts off mentioning, <laughs> hey, AI uh teammates will use things like LRMs better or something. I'm not sure exactly what the fix is. It's not too clear, but there were always issues with uh, target info gathering and your AI sort of inability to focus attention. So they didn't always do too well with an LRM equipped mech. Yeah, I should uh, notice that so before. It, yeah, so simple issues like that sh should be addressed and hopefully will be. Well, I haven't really played to actually see how that plays out. Um, I, I found it funny, by the way, it said fixed issue where battle mech maintenance or upkeep costs are all 10,000. I haven't looked yet what they cost now for bigger mechs, but hmm. I was just like, oh, are you, I, I assume they were doing the same thing as Hair, Hair, Hair Game Schemes Battletech, where they said they came with the, they came to the decision that um, we're not going to disincentivize you from taking bigger mechs by making them cost more. And I was just like, okay, yeah, that makes enough sense. Just 10,000 per mech, keep it simple. And one of the things I think they should actually do, this is just a suggestion uh, to the MW5 group, is uh, when you put your mech in storage, when you bring it out, have you know, have it so it has the same build, so you don't have to go sit there and remember what the freaking build was. You know, that, uh, you know every time I play... Um, MechWare 5, and, and I and run on Wednesdays, shameless plug, I run on Wednesday nights at 5 p.m. Standard time on my Twitch channel. Um, but uh, every time I play that... It's a Twitch I, channel also. <coughs> 10025. Yeah. <coughs> Is that um, I put it in storage, and then I bring it out, going, oh, cool, I love to use this. And I go, oh, man, I forgot what the freaking build was. Have it yeah. where it saves it. You know, so, like, you know, like, I could, you know, if it has the stuff inside of it, or if I have it inside my my uh, my my inventory, like all the parts and weapons and everything, put it back in there. Just it's such a pain in the ass to rebuild that thing over and over again. Or if you do like me, where I'm doing the hero hunt, I'm looking for a mech. I have twelve mechs going. Fuck! I gotta put one of my mechs inside storage, get the mech, and then get that mech put in storage. And my other mech, I just put in storage and bring it back out. It's like, oh man, I gotta rebuild this thing again. So you know, just make it so you could save the builds. That's all I ask. Yep. Um, and uh, for those of you listening, having the same issue, yet another Mac lab, the mod does offer you an option to A, save your loadouts and load your loadouts, and B, an optional config option to automatically save a loadout whenever you put something in storage. So and what's it if called you need it quick, urgently, get a mod. The get way mod? it usually okay. plays out, though, if you ever put anything <clears throat> in storage, 
it also uninstalls all the upgrades yeah. and the upgrades cost millions and take a huge amount of time so not only uh, do you have to install all the equipment you also would want to install all the upgrades which means if you ever have a full you know a fully kitted mech and you send it to storage for the most part what i'm doing is i'm just saying that is a dead mech i don't care about it yep. anymore it is so much hassle to bring yep. it back and those slots are slow precious that i cannot be asked to bring them out from storage uh, one issue that did compound on this that they have fixed is they fixed the issue where battlefield loot items were not being added to inventory um i'm not sure exactly what this refers to is like it could just be they might be referring to the supply caches you find around but i did have an issue where um what was it i completed the quest and they rewarded a mech like one of the uh, story quest things and uh the dlc quest sorry um and the mech it rewarded me or something like that wasn't added to to anywhere because yeah. my mech lab was full yeah i've had yeah, a couple had that, that too. happened a couple of times so yeah. yeah i um i've always made sure to have at least two or three slots open just because i don't want to lose an entire mech's worth of salvage i paid a lot of salvage shares for that mech you know, okay, speaking of uh, salvage, basically, like, when you go ahead and uh, salvage that loot box, like, in the middle of Battlefield, you're like, you're like, you found the massive, massive salvage thing. Here's 6,000 credits. I'm like, what the hell am I do 6,000 credits, dude? That's like me pissing in the in the, gar in the garbage can. Like, what the hell? You know, basically, make well, it so it's fair, bigger. I know there's a mod. 50K. Okay, 50K, whatever. Basically, that, you know, like, that's a dropship uh, run, basically, or, uh, you know, like, like, going to the next planet. Like, oh god, make it bigger. Oh, you man. have to have a sense of proportion. <clears throat> how think of how many mole men you could feed with that fifty thousand. Mole men, yes. Not the mole yeah, men again. If you're listening, Heaven Museum <clears throat> issue, there's a mod for this. There's a mod for it too, yeah. Yeah. I, I know of that mod, but I don't want to like have to mod my whole freaking game to play the standard game. You know, to make it better. You know, that, that type thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind a couple mods, don't be wrong, but it's like I, I don't know, they should it, it should be increased uh, based off of like I guess how much mechs you have or money you have, because I mean like you know like I think you know like I think Uber has like six hundred million C bills and he finds a cache of like twenty five thousand. It's like what the hell is he gonna do with that? It's just like it's garbage. Well, Nothing to be fair at that point. You don't waste your time picking them up. So <clears> it's, <throat> it's yeah, I know. Don't play your choice. Which I mean, I don't pick them up now, but still, it's just just a, when, when you're at uh, higher tier missions, I think they give higher tier rewards. Um, so it's well worth that. You know, if we get like a max tier PPC or something. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, uh, in some ways, in the long run, it is not worth picking up supply caches on lower uh, tier missions at yeah. all. Just yeah. they're not worth your time. Yeah. Okay, one final thing I want to bring to attention with patch notes, updated NVIDIA DLSS DLL. Um, that is actually more important than it sounds. Uh, the yes. NVIDIA DLSS version is always fixed for this one uh, particular file. You can manually upgrade the DLSS version um, um, by downloading it from NVIDIA directly. Uh, now you're getting the updated DLSS version directly in the game. And DLSS, for those of you who don't know, is an option that allows you to render the game at a lower resolution than your display is usually showing. And then it just gets upscaled. So effectively, you're getting more frames per second. The game is running a lot smoother and you're not really losing a lot of visual quality. Like you're not going to be able to tell and it's just going to feel smoother. So a newer DLSS version is going to help with that, which is always really good. Oh, I have to change this, by the way. Um, a shameless plug on Saturdays is when I do the recorded games. Record five games. 
Dead Wednesdays. Just let you know. Give us give us the link again, Bob. And check my Twitter, uh, old Bob one zero zero two five. Game is plug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. right. And then one final <clears throat> news uh, thing for today's episode: Macware Five Mercenaries Retail release. Now, this is not something I personally expected, though I assume with the move to Xbox and PlayStation, it makes sense. You can find Macware Five Mercenaries in stores now as a physical copy. Yes. Which is very cool. And next Wednesday, I'm going to be out in the city and looking for it in, on my local retailers. I, I might, you know, someone has an extra uh, box. I might just buy the box just to have the box, not the disc. I don't, I don't, have, I don't even have a disc on my computer. So, you know, just to have it, basically, you know, just to have it there. Like, I don't even have a PS5 or a PS4 or a PS3 or 2 or 1 or an Xbox. So, just to have it, just because, uh, you know, I like yeah. to have that kind of stuff. Yeah, interesting to note. Uh, price is going to be the uh, base price of the game. So, 30 euro, 30 dollar, or 25 pound. Uh, for those very few people who use this absolutely weird currency that no one should ever use. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, the disc only contains the base game, so none of the DLCs, which for me is a bit of a letdown. It makes sense to make the game more accessible for physical copies, but also I feel like the Jump Ship Edition with the two DLCs is kind of the version of Macworld 5 you should be getting if you're getting into the game fresh. And I would have preferred seeing both or only seeing the Jump Ship Edition. So... Well, you know, maybe they can make more money selling the the original and then the two DLCs separately in the discs, and yes, then basically that, later on, like they normally money. do for one for a lot of companies, is they'll let, like a jump ship edition in about a year, you know, your edition or. Yeah, I, I it's been forever since I've sort of kept up with the how retail is for games, but obviously most people do things digitally. I wonder, at least as you come towards Christmas, um, you know people buying stuff from the game shelves they're doing it as a present for little timmy and hey this looks like a game timmy would like and uh, yeah it, it's it's just the base game but timmy really enjoys it and then he buys the dlc and that that's where that's the audience you're going for rather than you know the digital uh, sales which have already of course been made you're selling it to a less informed audience are you talking about Timmy from South Park or Timmy with the peg leg, basically, from, from oh, the stories? Little Timmy, the six-year-old who oh, okay, six uh, comes old. home after a long day from the coal mines, <laughs> smokes his pipe. Yeah. Okay. It's a character in my D&D campaign, don't question it. <laughs> Sir, can but I yeah, have still... another mech? <laughs> yeah. For that particular audience, I still would have preferred getting the championship edition because I still think that's the edition people should be buying of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be a I... consumer advocate, I think, yeah, it should be bundled with the DLC. Uh, the base game just doesn't have the same number of bells and whistles to really keep you entertained, and it's not the full experience. Yeah. But yeah, I understand offering the cheaper version more likely. Uh, people are more likely to pick up something that's $30 and something that's $60, and I honestly don't care. I'm going to buy it just to have the box if I find it. Yeah, same with me, John. I'm going to just pick it up just for the box. <laughs> and but not the, the box are going to look. What are the god for? Not the game, the boxes. So I'll probably buy the boxes for five bucks each. Or something. So like, like if you're mine. if you're uh, getting the console box, which console, Ian? Yeah. Ah, uh, this is like I don't have an Xbox. I don't think I'll ever buy an Xbox because uh, Microsoft is very much moving towards Xbox PC uh, mm-hmm. cross compatibility with all things. I do have a PS4, so I'll probably pick it up for PS4. I can't find a PS5 to save my life. I mean, literally, they're <laughs> nowhere to be found. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like for me, I'll never play it on console i don't think i will 
but I mean, might as well buy the version that I could potentially play, I guess. That makes sense, right? I mean, if I got a PS5, I don't think I'll be playing MechWare. I'll be playing other games, like uh, the Ghost of Tube, uh, of like Tomb Minutia, like whatever it's called. You know, that game and, you know, a couple other things. But <laughs> MechWare, I, I think I'll stick with the PC version. Okay, so... Yeah, I think what a PC <laughs> retail release. Has that been out for a while? I think I've Two seen... years. Two years yeah. for PC, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I would if I had to get the physical box, it would probably be for a PC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, well. You could actually print out the box and get it done that way, and or, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you could it. you could just get a you know one of the a simple box and then just print out the the cover. And uh, so <laughs> no, they have some type of, of box you could print out some way to make it a box box like a normal box. I don't know how they do it. You know, that's way beyond yeah, my my comprehension. Glue it on sturdy paper and fold it. In a yeah. Box. Yeah. Then they could put it. But I mean. And the actual PlayStation 4 box is kind of cool, and I only have three PlayStation 4 boxes because I don't really play PlayStation games, so it's going <laughs> to add to my collection, and, you know. Okay, I'm way too excited for something that doesn't okay. really matter to me, but... <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got the thumbnail now, so so thanks. <laughs> okay. And with that, we're through with the uh, news tickets for this past week, past few weeks, and I guess we'll be back, and two weeks with the our impressions of the November patch from Equire Online and whatever else PGI has cooked up by then. Anything I, I, else you guys want to add? I think I'll go ahead and download uh, Equire Online again to get the impression, I guess. Yay! You know, Yay. Yeah, that kind of thing. But yeah, as I think we all said last one quite clearly was that we, yeah, we were all kind of burnt out with the game, not playing it as much, and so therefore... Uh, particularly with all these little changes, it's not the biggest thing to really always report on. Like uh, a big thing I think we should definitely get impressions on is of course how the new map plays. I think that's a really interesting thing. And um, with PGI being busy over the, you know, the, the people go away for holidays over the winter and further, um, that will be the last sort of big piece of content for MWO Reborn or whatever for a while. There'll just be lots of little more changes in the future, but yeah. It a lot hinges on that map release. It's it's the biggest thing I have to sort of look forward to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that was episode 160 of the First Circuit Podcast with tonight's host. We're Ian. Hello and goodbye. Myself, Bob. Hello and goodbye. And, and Biter. I am actually not a cat in a pod. Yes, we're not cats in the Aww. pod. We're cats in a... I am. I'm a uh, I, I don't know what the hell I am, actually. I'm, I'm a meat <laughs> popsicle, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, so thank you for watching the First Circuit Podcast, episode 160. We do appreciate everything you guys do here, and all your support and everything else. Thank you so much. And uh, we will see you on what? The Battlefield. The Battlefield. Ah! There you go. Ha! We got it. <laughs> okay. And you can hear that catchphrase on Twitch.tv. <laughs> <laughs> One, you were going to be very ironic with that, and we won't catch you on the next battlefield. See ya. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye.